You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. back with another episode of from the rafters sam and i here recording on friday july 9th and we are joined once again by Smartwater. uh thanks for joining us again on short notice like i said before uh how you doing today i'm doing great uh it's rainy so you know just <laughs> going inside getting some work done and i'm happy to be on it's been a monsoon lately it's been it's been really weird you know it's it, but it's also hot so it's not exactly ideal uh, I don't know about where, where you were at, but it's been like grossly humid and just not ideal weather, but it, it's the off season. So I guess that's what you get. So, uh, yeah, first of all, I know this was Sam's idea. We want to congratulate you on being verified on Twitter now. Well deserved. L- love to see it. Um, and we also wanted to ask if you have any new designs in store or anything, you know, plotting. <laughs> um, I well, thank you. Uh, first off, in terms of designs plotting um i could i don't know my i have like a huge long list of like ideas i'll just come up with sometimes and then um i don't know the one thing i'm considering doing is like basketball cards that are illustrated um i don't know there's a lot of ideas i have in my head because i like to do like kind of retro style designs and kind of incorporating like a comic book style to it um I don't know. There's, it's so weird because our roster is kind of all over the place, but I feel like I definitely need to get like a Horford, de- a new Horford design done ASAP. Yeah, that was going to be my my pitch would be a Horford design. By the way, I'm the only one without the check mark now. I am a uh, peasant amongst <laughs> royalty. Soon enough. Oh. Soon enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great segue into kind of the first thing I want to talk about. You mentioned the the changes in the roster. You know, you don't really know what's going to happen next season. Are there any changes before we get into specifics that you want to see made to the roster this offseason? Anything you're anticipating? Anything you would like to see Brad Stevens do uh, as the Celtics kind of transition from the Kimball Walker era to the era of the Jays? Um, I mean, this offseason, I think we're kind of limited, obviously, because of like the cap space. Um, but I mean, it, it, not really acquiring or removing someone else. I just would like to see Marcus Smart maybe be like starting point guard, at least try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd also like to see a lot of those like deep bench guys gone at this point, just because I feel <laughs> like it's, we're entering, I think it's clear that the Celtics are entering a phase of like, we, we want to win now. Like we're ready. We're going to try to go for it all now. And with Tatum being slightly older, like, I just, I think it's crucial to make a decision. Like, are we still developing all these young guys or are we going to build around Jason and Jalen and like, go for it? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you for the most part. I'm very big on keeping Marcus around. Of course, anybody that listens knows every week I have to defend the man, combat Jack and his <laughs> trade Hey man, trade he's just—he's the valuable asset. If there's a trade to be done, you make the trade. I'm not saying I want him gone. I'm just saying if a trade presents itself that's worth taking, I'm not gonna, you know, turn my head up at the idea. There's not a lot out there that's worth it, though. Oh yeah, if we could get Trey Young and John Collins, there you go. Card, I'll be happy. <laughs> all right, all right, I, I see. But um, no, yeah, I, I'm curious to see where your cutoff is. You mentioned the deep bench guys, quote unquote. Some of these young guys. Where's your cutoff? Like, uh, do you want? You know, everyone up to this certain player gone, like which players in specific do you want off the roster and which are you willing to, you know, take more of a chance on moving forward? Um, I would definitely keep Romeo, Peyton Pritchard, uh, probably Robert Williams, um, even though, you know, like Robert Williams probably won't have a super long career fully healthy or at least get to the point of being able to have a long career and playing like extended minutes. Um, So I don't know, Time Lord, like, yeah, I want to keep him, but uh, guys to get rid of, Sammy, Carson, maybe Grant, uh, 
Tremont, Taco. I don't know. I guess, I yeah, it's easier. Yeah, there's fewer yeah. people I'd want to keep than get, you know, move on from, at least on the bench. I just feel like there's a lot of players, like Carson Edwards stands out to me as like he could have a really good role on another team. And he, it almost seems like these guys are just being held back not and because we can't decide if we're going to be a developing team or we're going to be a winning team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you for that, for the, especially Carson Edwards. You know, he's someone that could absolutely flourish on another team. If he has more of an opportunity with more of a green light, if he's on a team like, uh, like Houston or Detroit where they don't have anything going for them, they don't have any stars that they're really trying to get going, yeah, he should be taking a lot of shots. He could be an explosive offensive player. He's not going to get that here. Um, another thing is, I'm a, I'm with you on the guys that need to go. I think Romeo, Neesmith, Pritchard, Robert Williams are all guys that can contribute for you. The other guys are not guys. Maybe Grant is someone that could stay because he does have roles he could play. But the other guys in the deep bench need to go because you're not getting anything out of those roster spots, and you see it. All last season, when guys are injured, you need those guys to step up, and they're not giving you anything. They're not helping Tatum. They're making it hard on them. That's that's one of the reasons they didn't have success last year, unfortunately. I'm hearing a lot of Grant Williams slander. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, I said he could stay. I said he could stay. I agree with the sentiment. I mean, he played the seventh most minutes out of any Celtic last season. So, I mean, that's pretty significant. But that, that's just because I like him. I'm, I'm biased for sure. Um, I, I agree with most of those ideas. I'm not as high on Romeo as most people are. Uh, I think he could be better used as trade bait rather than an actual contributor. But maybe that's just my opinion. Um, it, it's just tough for me to see where his role lies, especially with Aaron Neesmith. I'd love to see him step up. I think there definitely is a spot for him. But I don't know exactly what that is, especially with, you know, um, Aaron Neesmith, like I said, playing so well and Brad Stevens wanting to get older. He might be one of the guys they cut. What do you see in Romeo? Is he one of the guys that's high on your list or is he just kind of a throw in like he could still have something there? He's pretty high on my list um, just because I, I think he's he has a lot of skill and like length. Um, and he just like provide. He's also I think really pretty good on defense better than like some of the other guys we have. And I just, I mean, he's shown to me more potential to be like a more of an NBA player than some of the other guys we have. I mean, for being like super optimistic, I, I feel like Romeo Langford kind of reminds me of Brandon Ingram in a way. Really? Wow. Ingram. I, I thought you might say Hayward. Um, True. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. I'm with you on. I mean, we're just agreeing on everything today. Uh, the playoffs really sold me on Romeo. I thought he had a really good series. I said it to Jack earlier this week when we had our solo show. I I was impressed. I thought he contributed well. He played decent defense on a lot of good scores. He was making threes at a decent rate, and like I said, he was contributing. He was out there doing stuff. I also don't. Um, you know, I don't know if he. Oh my god, I lost my train of thought. I don't know if he always has the focus he should have, though. That's one concern I do have. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what. That's how. Sorry to cut you off. That's how no, I I'm, felt too with like Time Lord. I feel like that's classic. He kind of goes for things. He's a, l- a little impatient, and that's where I think cutting out some of these younger guys and having more vets like Horford is going to be huge because this team is so young. For sure. For sure. And I mean, another thing with those two guys is they can't stay on the court. I mean, Romeo didn't get hurt as much last season, but Rob is just uh, unable to stay on the court and the best ability is availability. So you got to have guys that can play. Uh, you, you talk about veterans, obviously Horford's great, but that brings up the idea of Tristan Thompson. Obviously everyone's throwing him in trades. Everyone's saying, oh, he's the odd man out in that center rotation. They just traded for Al Horford and Moses Brown. I, I think Sam and I share a similar stance on Thompson's future with the team. Do you think the Celtics should look to trade him, or do you think he should be a part of the Celtics team next year? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, because I always, like, during um, this past season, during the regular season especially, I kind of knew that, like, he'd be great in the playoffs. He has that experience, and he kind of can he can turn it on when he wants to, and you, and he just is a good asset to have. 
I mean, I think if I think he's a good player to keep around, but we definitely would need to get rid of some of the other younger bigs that we have. I mean, it seems like we have so many. Yeah, Jack and I are out on Thompson. Uh, we've had it. We've had enough of the Kardashians. But in all seriousness, like we just don't think he fits. You know, you've got Horford back now, and obviously Robert Williams, who is hopefully going to be the center of the future. I know we talked about him not particularly having possibly a long career because of injuries and things like that. But when he was healthy this season and last season in the bubble, he was really a difference maker. That's going to be big for this team. He's basically a safety valve on offense every possession because he just throw it up and he'll catch it over everybody and he'll dunk. So I think giving him minutes and also Horford is going to be big just because I love Horford. That's one of my favorite players. Um, and then you've got Moses Brown for injury uh, insurance. I don't know if you need Tom's. And plus, he makes a lot of money compared to those other guys, except Horford. Mm-hmm. So I apologize to listeners that I am nasally today. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, Smartboard, you seem to be more out on Robert Williams than Sam and I are. So say you keep Tristan Thompson and you trade Robert Williams. Is that something that you'd be more open to because he can't stay on the court? No, I think I honestly might have been speaking, saying it, putting it badly because I'm, I wouldn't want to get rid of Robert Williams now. I yeah. mean, I think he still, he still has so much more to prove. I mean, he really hasn't played that many minutes as a Celtic still. Um, yeah, I, I would I would say get rid of Thompson because he's just older. And it was almost like how what, what happened when we acquired Jeff Teague. It's like they're just shells of what they used to be. But Time Lord is still getting to that point. So yeah. why, why would you? Yeah. So what if you could throw Robert Williams in a package for like a Colin Sexton? You get back a guard and you keep Thompson in that case. Uh, or even a Marvin Bagley. I know either of them maybe don't give you as much of a position of need as Robert Williams does. But like you said, Thompson has proved he can play in the playoffs. You have Al Horford to start, and Robert Williams can't stay on the court. Would you pull off a trade like that that brings in another young piece? Or are you more focused on developing Robert Williams and hopefully he stays healthy this season? I mean, I think if we could get a a Colin Sexton type, I mean – if we were going to do a trade with the Cavs, I'd, I mean, I'd like to see if we could do get try to get Jared Allen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he has a lot of value. That's clear. And it's like a decision of, do you want to use the value and acquire a, a better need for what suits the team and can be more consistent? Or do you want to, you know, give it in a roll the roll the dice again for another season? Jared Allen, by the way, if they were to get him, Scout would tell a story every single game about how he put together or you can take apart a computer and rebuild it. Every single time <laughs> the Celtics play against Jared Allen, he will bring up that story. It's like clockwork. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in on the Sexton thing, man. I think that's interesting. I think that's a player that I would consider giving up smart for because he seems to have that kind of intensity that smart has. You know, you're not completely losing out on that that's a big deal high praise high praise from you sam i mean i'm not over the moon about it like i i prefer not to trade marcus but if you're going to that's one of the deals i like the best yeah i got you that makes sense i mean are there any marcus smart trades you would do smart water i mean obviously you might not have some off the top of your head are there players trey young and john collins that's the asking (laughs) all right all right all right. Yeah, I mean, for Marcus Smart, I think the asking price should be high. I mean, I think I, I feel like I've heard it from people close to the NBA that like any team would want him. He's more valuable than kind of Celt- than Celtics fans put on because we we see every minute of every game and we see the missed shots and mistakes he makes. But he's super valuable. I mean, especially on a team that's kind of a lock for the playoffs, like that value that you can just see it working on any team. Um, I honestly think Dallas would probably want him too, because he's from there. So they have that going and he would just be a huge asset for that team. That's kind of in the same position as the Celtics trying to get to that next level. And he takes you there. So, I mean, yeah, it would have to be a star for me. Like 
I'm a big Marcus Smart person, so it would have to be like Porzingis or mm-hmm. literally Luka Doncic. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I'd be in on Luka. Dallas. I always point to Dallas and Chicago as the two teams that could trade for Marcus. You know, you got Levine and or Luka, who obviously aren't the best defenders. You pair Marcus with them, but in that case, you could get maybe a Kobe White trade package from the Bulls. But outside of that, the Mavericks maybe you know Porzingis, but. I, after that, you're getting like Jalen Brunson and Josh Richardson, which uh, if you want to compare that value to smart, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm probably more out on that kind of deal. Uh, but yeah, it, it's tough to gauge his trade value around the league. I'm I'm so sick of other teams getting massive trade packages for guys like what one I'll mention all the time is Drew Holiday because they gave up everything for Drew Holiday. And. The Celtics, anytime we're talking about trades, they're getting pennies on the dollar for these guys. You know, Smartfarter, you're absolutely right. He's super valuable. And, you know, I talk about it all the time. And you know it, Jack. You just have to be the devil's advocate sometimes and bring up trades. But, I mean, they if they get rid of him, they better get something worth it back. He is worth a good package. But I'm sick of pretending like he's not. The only reason his trade value would be anywhere near not that doesn't make sense not as high as you expect it to be is because of that contract and you don't know what he's going to ask for uh, after next year because it could be high because he is such a valuable player and teams might not want to pay that for someone who's not going to average 15 plus for them and maybe he can but he wouldn't do it very efficiently and, and obviously i know there's more value to that than marcus smart but if you're investing that much money in a guy you probably want him to score the ball at a decent clip so that that's the only downside i think that's hurting his trade value this season in my opinion but Hopefully moving forward, I think he'd make a great starting point guard. I think he can crack, you know, seven, eight assists uh, if given the ball more, especially with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum around him and Evan Fournier crossing my fingers that they re-signed him. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, We've kind of danced around this subject a little bit, bringing up his name a few times. How hyped are you that Al Horford is back in Boston? Were you excited when you saw that trade go through or were you more sad that Kemba was gone? I, I was definitely sad Kemba was gone. I don't think I've still taken it in all the way that he's not a Celtic anymore because it feels like he was he just became a Celtic. But I'm so happy Horford's back. I mean, there, before it happened, I was saying reacquiring someone like him would be exactly what we need. And he meshes well with the guys we have, and he's a vet. And when like considering how young the Celtics are, when you look at how um the how the team was when he was on the team before he really really helps young guys like and he brings out the role like the good in them and i'm just excited to have that back um i think it's really gonna act, like just stretch the floor in a way that like we didn't really have and i feel like this past season on offense it was just kind of stagnant and like we couldn't really get things going. And whenever we did, it was great. Whenever the ball was moving, it was, it was, it looked like a team that could go all the way to the finals, but um, it was getting bogged down. And I think Al Horford is just going to bring back some movement and it's going to really elevate the team. Yeah. To your point, Horford had a really good season last year when they let him play. I don't, I mean, tanking, they decided he wasn't going to play anymore, but he was shooting efficient. He was putting up better numbers than he did, or the same as he did when he was an all-star here. And with the offense, he's going to absolutely make it better. That's another area of the floor they can have somebody facilitate from the post. And he's been great at that. He can stretch the floor, like you say, so it's going to make things easier uh, on Tatum, Brown, going to the basket, even Marcus, when you don't have Thompson just sitting there. He's had great chemistry with Marcus in the past in the pick and roll. I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, regarding Marcus Smart also, I feel like one of the things that was an issue this past season was it's not like we had that many options on offense that could hit a shot. And he kind of would just be like, okay, no one else is hitting him. I'll just try. Because sometimes, like, sometimes he'll go off. So I see why he did that. And having Horford now just adds another avenue for Smart to be like, not taking shots himself. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely gets better with Horford on the floor. It's it makes it's like a 
it's like one of those things, not to the LeBron level, but makes other guys on the floor better. He just makes things easier for your team. Kemba's a fantastic player, and I think he's going to do fine in OKC, and people are going to say the Celtics got fleeced or whatever, but Horford fits better, and I think that's important. I also think that um, Marcus had a fantastic playoff, so I'm excited to see if he carries it over. And if he doesn't carry it over, then the answer is he just has a switch in the playoffs because he has been pretty solid these last two seasons in the playoffs for sure. In the bubble, he was fantastic. He was probably the second best player, if not the best, in the Raptors series behind Tatum. I mean, he he was a difference maker on the offensive end. I'm very happy to see him be able to take over a game like he did in the bubble. Uh, game three, he had a big third quarter. And game one, he was keeping them in the game for a while. That's encouraging. and. Should he be a top-scoring option? No. And I think that's when people get really upset, when it's not really his fault that that has to be the game plan that day, especially this season where you had holes in the lineup all the time with guys having to sit, Kemba not being able to play all the time, Um, Fournier with the COVID. I mean, this year, I'm interested to see how it plays out without COVID running around, ruining hot streaks, keeping guys out of the lineup. Fournier couldn't get his footing because he got it twice. And he was really good when he didn't have it. He would never miss. Yeah. Fournier shot, I think, like 46% from three during his time with the Celtics. So he was on fire. And and that's when yeah. he was playing, like, blind half the time because of COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. he, was just, he was just guessing. Just talking it up. Three three rims, shot at the one in the middle. But uh, yeah, he, That's, he, that's he, a bunch of crap. <laughs> that didn't happen. You, you mentioned Horford being a good fit. Do you think he should start, or are you prioritizing starting Robert Williams because you want him to develop? What's your ideal you know, starting lineup for the Celtics next season, assuming they re-sign Fournier? I'm cool with both, to be honest with you. I think it depends on the matchup, and you can go after me, Smartwater, of course. Um, but like, if you need somebody to really defend like an Embiid type, I think Horford's your guy. He's done it in the past. He's obviously older now, but he's had really good success doing that. Um, I don't know. I think I think it could be a revolving door, but I also think stability is good. I, I think Horford is the safe answer, but you can't go wrong either way. Yeah, um, I agree. It, I think it'll be kind of a matchup-based um, decision, game-time decision, who starts. And then I think generally they'll just switch out and like to, like split the 48 minutes. Um, barring like injuries or whatever. Um, I, I think they'll play really well, like um, being like being able to rotate like that. Uh, and it'll give Robert Williams the rest he needs and also Horford considering he's kind of older. But I'm, I'm honestly, I think that him being back on the Celtics will kind of give him a, the spark that will keep, like I, I don't see him playing like an old guy. And he's not going to have to, to be expected to do a whole lot either. Go ahead, Jack. Right. Yeah, for sure. I was just saying, even when he was on the Celtics, he kind of plays like an old guy, but it works for him. He, he doesn't have this extreme athleticism. He plays his role well. He knows what positions he has to be in to defend well. And, and that's exactly what the Celtics need. They don't need, obviously having Robert Williams athleticism helps, but sometimes you need a guy who can just defend multiple positions. You need that Giannis stopper. You need the Embiid stopper. And he can play that role uh, fairly well still for the Celtics. Because like Sam said, he, he didn't have a bad... Uh, season last year he played super well in the games that he played for OKC they won the same amount of games they went 11 and 16 with him in the lineup I believe and then they went 11 and like 35 without him in the lineup so he he clearly impacted winning on a very 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 bad Thunder team last year who was looking to rebuild so they sat him so they could lose more so uh, I think it'll be good value I also think Kemba uh, like you guys said, will play well in OKC. I think they'll raise his trade value. I think he ends up in LA one way or the other. I don't know which sure team. Sure, not. I hope it's the Clippers. <laughs> but, but I think he will end up on one of those teams. I don't know the exact package, but uh, we'll see with that moving forward. Um, the other big roster move, or I guess organizational move that was made this season, is Brad Stevens hired Ime Udoka. Uh, he got ahead of the head coaching search curve. Uh, he got the guy he wanted, and he made the signing. Also got Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse, to be on his 
coaching staff. Uh, what do you think of those moves, specifically Utoka, but uh, also, you know, Stoudemire a little bit? Yeah, I honestly haven't looked much into the Stoudemire hiring yet. Um, but regarding the Ime Udoka one, I love it. I think it's like the way I first saw it was like, all right, well, obviously Greg Popovich isn't going to be the coach of the Celtics, but this is like one, like perhaps the next best thing because he also has the relatability factor to our players because he played. Um, did he win a, a championship or? Um, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. I can do some research. I'll do some research. Yeah. Sure. He he definitely has as a coach, as an assistant. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think I think it'll be a great fit, and it'll also. Um, I think the players will like have like I feel like a lot of times towards with last season and all the things that just went wrong for the NBA and the Celtics specifically the players you could kind of see were like not losing momentum, but it was just all over the place. And I think this new coach in Ime Udoka will really just rejuvenate this team and highlight um, certain players and their roles. I, I think that's kind of also was getting lost um, was like, you know, how letting players play like the role that suits them best. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I'm excited to as much of an extent that I can be excited for someone that I've never seen coach, you know, like he, I'm not trying to downplay it at all. I think it's great. I think the players are going to like him. I think, you know, Tatum is happy, which is really important. Um, I'm hearing good things, but you really don't have anything to gauge off of yet. I'm I'm sure it'll be fine, but I'm not overly excited. But. I was talking to um, Rosie Langelo from Le- Le- let's try that again Langelo from Channel 12 here in Rhode Island yesterday. Nice. She's in the sports there, <laughs> and she was telling me, uh, you know, she knows people that work with the Sixers, and she said all the people there love him. Uh, you know, all the players get along with, well with him, so that's very encouraging to hear here. For yeah, sure. I mean, I guess also looking at watching Team USA, we'll probably be able to gauge it a little bit. Yeah. More opportunity for Tatum and Udoka to form that bond. That's what you need with your star player and the head coach. Uh, Team USA coaches, by the way, uh, apparently, quote unquote, messed up. I saw it on Instagram or something. And they were forced to run uh, suicides by the players. So we saw Pops running back and forth up and down the court. Udoka's full struggle. He's going to kill him. It was very funny. Yeah, he was was struggling, but he was laughing. So uh, entertaining video. By the way, Udoka won an NBA championship as a coach in 2014, but never won as a player. Won a sportsmanship award in 2006, but that's the extent of his, you know, award accomplishments throughout his NBA career. Uh, I think the hiring's great. I think bringing in Stoudemire, too, as a former player will be huge for the Celtics. I think they need that kind of mentality uh, on the coaching staff. The last year, it was basically just Jerome Allen who had any sort of playing experience. Uh, I think Jay Laranega played overseas, but it, it was just a bunch of guys who didn't really play in the NBA and they they couldn't really relate to the players as much. And I think that was a big thing Brad Stevens prioritized this offseason and it shows uh, with the hirings they've made so far. So I'm excited to see how they form relationships with the players and move forward. I actually wrote a piece for Hardwood Houdini and maybe it's high praise too soon, but Yudoka uh, is probably in one of the best spots in the NBA to win coach of the year next year. Because if you think about players who have won it in years past or coaches, I'm sorry, Um, You look at Monty Williams, Tom Thibodeau, these guys who, you know, took their teams as first or second year in the case of Monty Williams head coaches uh, and and improved their records drastically. You look at Doc Rivers, who was in the conversation, all these guys. uh, And that's kind of what, you know, situation Ime Udoka is uh, taking on in Boston. They were 36 and 36 last year. You have to imagine they're going to aim for a top seed in the conference. And if they get there with this roster, especially after trading Kemba Walker, who is one of their leading players, Yudoka's going to get a lot of that credit. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but he's going to get that credit because he is the new face on the team. And, and that'll that's the storyline that voters want. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's something he needs to push towards, but I'm, I'm saying there could be a possibility we could see Yudoka uh, bring that award back to Boston. Uh, and speaking of that, are there any players you're looking at to win awards? You're looking at, you know, Smart Farter, Marcus Smart to win Depoy, you get to go for Tatum MVP. Are there anything anything you got your eyes on for next season? I mean, the way it should be is Jason Tatum for MVP. 
obviously Jason and Jalen should both make all NBA next year. That's it's ridiculous what happened this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we make a deep playoff, well, I guess it's voted for before the playoffs, but either way, Marcus Smart is one of the best defensive players in the league. I mean, the way that they, <laughs> the way that they, uh, award that give that award away these days is a shame um i mean ben simmons and rudy gobert i don't know what i don't know what we're even thinking with that over marcus smart but um (laughs) i also i can't believe that jalen brown didn't get most improved player i mean it's i think he's probably going to take another step this year this off season and next season so i could see him getting that as well yeah, I think Jalen is always improving. That's the best part about Jalen. Every year he comes back and he's better. That's huge. I mean, it's like getting a free player every season. I mean, Celtics need a better scorer. It might be Jalen Brown. You know, they lose Kemba. He can pick up the slack. Um, I think Marcus should always be getting a shout. Maybe not the last year because he was hurt for a while and struggled to get back up to speed. But he should always have a shout in defensive player of the year. He puts in work. He guards a lot of positions. Um he literally changes the game, young game changer. That's him. I I would love to see him get that. That would be huge for him. He deserves it. He puts in the work. Um, Tatum, I would not be shocked if Tatum wins an MVP sometime here soon, depending on the success of the team. If they pop off next year and they have a big, you know, turnaround, they get to the top of the conference, maybe, maybe he could do it because he would be the one absolutely willing them to that spot. I, w- I would like to see that too. It's been a while since the Celtics had an MVP. What since Bird? So we're gonna get <laughs> yeah. back it's on also, track here. I've been noticing like the Team USA uh, marketing campaign they're running the last two weeks. It's all Jason Tatum. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if it's a Celtics fan that runs the social for them or what, but I see the narrative shifting towards Jason Tatum and him getting the uh, appreciation that he deserves. You love to see it. You see a lot of Jason, a lot of Bradley Beal, a lot of Bam. Not saying there's a big three coming to Boston soon, a big four with Jalen, but hey, uh, who are the guys you most want to see Jason Tatum recruit uh, while he plays in Tokyo this offseason? Um, definitely for, uh, Bradley Beal. I mean, ideal, like if, if he could convince him to request a trade to Boston, that would be like <laughs> massive. I don't think it would mm-hmm. happen. Um, is Donovan Mitchell over there? No, he declined. No, unfortunately, oh, okay. not. That'd be um, a good one, though. Him and Jalen are good yeah. friends, which is dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also think, I mean, bam, why not? Other That'd than that, amazing. I mean, I, I guess it, I, Dame is over there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. that's kind of also another unrealistic one. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I hate, 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 hate the people saying, like, he should recruit Lillard because it doesn't matter. Like, he's under contract. Like, trade yeah, for him. You trade, trade for, for him. him. But they have to give, <laughs> like, it's not like he can pick where he goes. That's not how it works. Yeah, they he trade for him. He's Dame Lillard. If he says, I want to go to the Celtics, they're going to do something to get him to the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? It would I have to be so. like that. Wait, what do you mean you don't think so? It happened last year. James Harden did the same thing. I don't. I still have no idea why they did that. I'm. I'm furious, and you know I'm furious about. I know, but I, they I'm got saying, absolutely nothing for James Harden. I think all the they, good pieces went to Cleveland, and uh, Karis LeVert went to Indiana. They should have shipped him to Detroit or literally I anywhere. I think what Houston valued more was the financial flexibility, and I think they're banking on the Nets' big three retiring in the next three, four years from here or getting old because after that, then they're going to have lottery picks, right? They're going to have high lottery picks like what the Celtics got. And now they also have almost no players under contract. They traded Oladipo's contract away. They don't have to pay Jared Allen this offseason. They don't have to pay Karis LeVert's contract. So I think they valued that more so than, you know, actual talent because say they did keep LeVert in uh, Allen, then they have one 26-year-old, one 26-year-old in Wood, and then another 23-year-old in Allen. And you're telling me that team's good enough to compete in their prime? No. So I think that, at least in my opinion, that's the route Houston went. Um, as for the Blazers, they could get a significantly better package 
from the Celtics than the Rockets did from the Nets. They could get, you know, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart would have to be included for financial reasons, obviously. Tristan Thompson, a whole slew of draft picks because the Celtics have control over that. So I, I'm just saying, if Damian Lillard said, hey, I want to go play in Boston, the Celtics could get a deal done without giving up Brown, forming a big three. It's I don't know if they three, could do it without Brown. <laughs> I'm telling you, says, just, like I said I earlier, look what, the they, look what the price was for Drew Holiday. Look at that. That was outrageous. Yes, but the difference in that was Drew Holiday didn't say, I want to go to the Bucks. The Bucks said, hey, give us Drew Holiday when the Pelicans didn't have to trade Drew Holiday. The Rockets had to trade James Harden, right? He wasn't playing for them. He refused. So if, if Dame, I don't, I'm not saying Dame would refuse to play, but if Dame said, hey, I want to go to Boston, I, I think the Blazers organization have, has enough respect for him to get a deal done there. And I, I don't think the Celtics would have to trade Brown because they'll say, well, look, your star player is unhappy. Why would we give you this player if he wants to leave anyways? I, I would right. I mean, I to be the GM of the Rockets last year. I would have held on to Harden. <laughs> I would have been Captain Spite. Like, literally. And this is why you wouldn't make a good GM, Sam. I'd be a fantastic this is why you'd GM. never make it. I would have it. the utmost respect from everyone around the league for what I would do to Harden for being a prick. I can't speak today. I mean, I, Nasal's voice cracks. It's all over the place. I apologize. What were you saying, Smartwater? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, um, to, if you want to, like, try to see what it might look like for me, I look at, like, what happened with AD and, and New Orleans. I, I feel like it could go similar to That's that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. And I think you have a similar situation because the Celtics have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Lakers had LeBron James. Not saying Tatum is LeBron, but you got stars there willing to play with another star. You can make it happen. Let me ask you this, though, Smartwater. Is Dame, Jalen, and Tatum good enough to compete with the Nets' big three? Uh, yeah. They're almost <laughs> geriatric at this point. They're, they're, just a, they're awesome. a ticking time bomb for me. And, I mean, that, like they couldn't do it this year. And, like, that's Thank pretty... God. That's pretty wild. I mean, yeah. the Celtics, if the Celtics had Jalen Brown this year, we would have beat them, in my opinion. So I don't I, know if they would have out. beat him, but I'm I'm with you. I think they would have really put him through the ringer at the very 100%. least. I mean, uh-huh. they lost to Giannis in the box, who really had a rough time that series. I mean, they they were hurt and stuff like that, but I don't know. If, if you go back to the Celtics series and you say, all right, like, Put Jalen Brown on the team for this game. Game one, they probably win. Uh, they were in that game the whole time. Game two, they got blown out. Game three, they won anyways. Game four is a tough one because they did get blown out, but they got off to a fantastic start and couldn't maintain it, so maybe having Brown would have been helpful. Also gives you another defender throughout the series to cover those three tremendous scores on Brooklyn. I, I'm really out on Lillard for the Celtics just because he's old. He's he, not old, old, but like, He's the same kind of deal as Kemba and Kyrie as he's a score first guard, which I don't think is the best fit with this team. Not that he's not a fantastic player. Also, he's, what is he, 6'3", so he's not super small, but, like, he's not known for defense either. Like, I'm sick of, in playoff series, getting attacked. Like, you know, like, Kemba was isolated, things like that. I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but he's he's getting up there in age. His games relies a lot on explosiveness to score and he has four years of like max max money left see yeah i think you go ahead you go ahead sorry i mean i think like right now like this next season and the next so the next two seasons i think the east is is kind of wide open for teams like the celtics the hawks Mm -hmm. the pacers to rise and these like the nets they're gonna be there it's not gonna last it, like this was probably their best opportunity in my opinion this past season. The Bucks need to figure it out. The Celtics have like a, a great opportunity. So if we could acquire someone that can give you thirty a night, I think we're stampeding through the East. I agree. Good and job. what I was gonna say is, if you're talking durable, I know everyone says, "Oh, Kemba Walker was durable before." He came That's right. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker had knee surgery in the first three years He's of his still career. Durable. He still, but he still had the same knee surgery that came back to bite him. And 
Damian Lillard has played in the last, what, one, two, three, four, five seasons, 75 games, 73 games, 80 games, 66 games, 67 games. And those last two seasons full of, you know, quote unquote, 60 games were shortened seasons because of COVID. So if you're talking about durable, Damian Lillard is that he's played over 30 minutes per game every single season of his career. And let me rephrase that played over 35 minutes per game for every season of his career played 35.8 last year, 37.5 the year before that his rookie season, he played 38.6 minutes per game. Like this guy is a, an iron man, right? And and he like smart water, like you said, he averages 30 points a night. So if the Celtics have the opportunity to acquire a top 10 player in the NBA, they're going to pounce on the opportunity, especially if it doesn't require giving up Jalen Brown, because I don't think they do right. that. It, but yeah. And if you're looking at the Nets, all those three guys are pretty injury prone. Like if we're being honest here, we, have, yep. we would have 30 points a night game. And like, yes, we might be lacking on defense if we have to give up smart for that. But like we also have Tatum and Brown who are in their young 20s and already almost at 30 points a night. I. I'm not denying that Lillard has been durable because you're absolutely right, Jack. He's played plenty of games, hasn't missed a lot, played significant minutes. However, wear and tear is a real thing, too. You know, it is a thing. And that can be concerning just as much as it is encouraging. Um, I am way more in it on it, though, if they're not giving up Brown. I just think giving up Brown for him is just it's not as much of an and Lillard is a top player in the league, but like, it's just not worth it. It, it, it shrinks your I window. I think. I agree. So is there anybody in the NBA smart forward? I'll start with you that you would trade Jalen Brown for. I'm not advocating for it. I want to keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at all costs, but is there anybody in the NBA who you would trade him for? I'm talking to anybody. Like you can throw any name out there. But like KD or Luka Doncic. All right, yeah, that's about where I thought that that yeah. would lie. I agree. <laughs> I yeah, agree. KD, Luca, Giannis. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I mean, maybe Davis, yeah. but I think he's a prick, and I don't like that. Yeah, His dad like said he didn't want to play here and stuff like that. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. I feel like we sure. probably could have. We could have gotten Harden probably if they were willing to move off Jalen, but oh, yeah. they didn't. So that's a sign to me that it's. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree with well, you. Well, they have a different man in charge now, too, so that is something to think <laughs> about. But I agree. I, I hope they don't do anything drastic with Brown. Just because he's he's a great player. We talked about it earlier in the show. He improves every single season. Um, he's been pretty durable for the most part. Anytime he's been out, it's been minor. You know, he, like, hurt his wrist or something this year. Like, that's not going to be a problem, hopefully. I can't imagine it would be. It's not commonly a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, and his wrist looked fine when he went on Jimmy Kimmel. He, yeah, he, he made that shot. Made that shots great. through a moving basket and mm-hmm. got the wacky inflatable arm flailing tube men in front I of him. Saw, I don't I know how the hell say, I just got through that without fucking up saying it, but I couldn't say <laughs> like numerous things throughout the show, but I nailed that. I saw someone say that uh, that's what Ben Simmons sees every time as he takes a jump shot. I did see that. So Sean funny. Palmer. Shout out, Sean. <laughs> Hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I mean, before we get into, you know, the last little part of our show, that's another guy. Are you in on Ben Simmons or out on Ben Simmons? I'm not necessarily saying for the Celtics, but I'm just talking in the grand scheme of the NBA. I see you laughing, but you, it's a name you got to bring up this offseason, Ben Simmons. <laughs> he is taking up a spot in the NBA that someone else deserves. He, he, he can't shoot. <laughs> he shoots with the wrong hand. He doesn't even attempt shots, which shows me he's he's so arrogant. He doesn't even want to open up, you know, give the defense a little thought, oh, maybe we'll guard, maybe we'll guard him when he's shooting. No, he just, he's a waste of, I mean, I love, I think Joel, I love Joel Embiid. I'm a big fan. I hate the Sixers, but Joel Embiid deserves so much more than what the Sixers have done for him. He deserves Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He deserves to wear green. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Imagine if he requested a trade. Joel's like, I want out. Bring me to Boston. Uh, I don't know if he would want to play in Boston, but I could see him requesting a trade <laughs> if nothing changes for sure. Yeah. I mean, what a mess that is. He he would be a fantastic Celtic. I know John Krause disagreed with us about that one because 
thinks he's lazy, which I think is a fair point too. His condition isn't always the best, but I think his attitude sometimes would be people would love him here at the very least. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. He's just like Marcus Smart. And they'd, I think they'd get along if we were able to keep Marcus Smart, which I, <laughs> I don't know. But, like, they have the same mentality. I just think if Embiid wants to win, he should come to Boston. I agree. Embiid to Boston. We're, we're starting the, the movement right here, right now. It's been a movement, Jack. Yeah. It's just we don't have a lot of traction with it. It's, we've been trying. <laughs> Always try and bring Joel to Boston. But uh, with that, I don't have any more Celtics-related news, but I did want to ask you your opinion on the NBA Finals right now. The Suns are up 2-0. I'm loving it so far. I'm glad it's not one of these, you know, big market showdowns. I think a lot of people were complaining about it, which I don't understand. Um, who are you rooting for? Are, are you rooting for the Suns to take the rest of it, or are you, you hoping the Bucks make a comeback? What do you think so far? Um, I'm definitely rooting for the Suns. I am I- – I want it to be like a good series. I don't want them to like sweep them or anything because I think even if it went to six games or seven games, the Suns are going to win. So like I'm, I'm down for a good series. I mean, I love Giannis and the work he's put in is just incredible, especially playing on his knee like this, the way that Embiid did as well. Um, they deserve more. I mean, what the buck, like, what are the bucks doing? I, they're, I just don't understand. I mean, I don't know. I honestly thought they were going to win last night. I went into it, picked them, uh, and I was surprised that they couldn't. It, it seemed like last night they just couldn't. They kept scoring. The Bucks kept going at it, but then the Suns just wouldn't give them in it. That's how I so, felt every yeah. game this season for the Celtics. Every single yeah. one. <laughs> brutal. Absolutely brutal. Sam, I think you predicted Suns to the finals before the playoffs even started. I did. Uh, Of course I did. I mean, they had a very easy first round. I mean, look who they had to play. Bunch of, it's like (laughs) the circus out there. The clowns, all of them. Oh, man. It's tough. It's tough. Now, I I mean, do you blame LeBron for rooting for CP now? A a bunch of people are getting mad at him for rooting for the Suns, but I I don't really care. I mean, Uh, I I mean, I love to rip LeBron. I mean, that's like one of his friends. So like, exactly. I mean, you support your friends, but at the same time, I do understand. Like, I wouldn't want Tatum being all happy if Kyrie was winning. That's like, what I was about to say, Sam. You say support your friends, but you still don't back Tatum supporting uh, Kyrie. I mean, I understand both sides, <laughs> but they, yeah, they're, like, yeah. way back. And plus, CP3 didn't, like, fuck them over either. It's different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the way I see it, like, you always – whenever – I remember whenever Tatum would have a crazy game this season or something, like, uh, other athletes that – like Dame or other of these big athletes will tweet like stuff at or about it or at them and like showing support or just how hype it is. So like, I like, I like to see that. I mean, they're obviously, they're of the same era. They're friends. They've been on the same like team, like Olympic teams or whatnot um, for their whole careers. So, yeah. So what do you think about, Tatum coming out in support of Kyrie saying he's misunderstood smart water. Like, do you, do you back that movement or do you think, are you just full on fuck Kyrie? Like screw that guy. Oh no. I mean, I def I, I support Kyrie. I mean, the way that a lot of the media, like, <laughs> Sam. like, because there's so like, pl- there's so many players that are woke and talk on issues, but it seems like he's done. He's, um, come at the media so he's kind of put a target on his back in a way um and then with boston fans obviously they're more quick to like be angry about it because of what happened when he like said Mm -hmm. he was going to come back and then didn't but i mean i support him i it makes sense why his former teammates would support him so like yeah i mean i in my opinion he deserves more he deserves someone to like stand like stand up for him in those moments I feel like because he just gets so attacked and like he's it's just like I wouldn't no one would be about that. Like trying to explain yourself for speaking on issues and, you know, just trying to like I mean, I do think the way that he like went about it against the Celtics was kind of like it had another level to it. than well, Jalen Brown nailed it. You know, he said he kind of did it for like personal gain. He wasn't doing it, you know, just to do it because he I mean he probably does care about it but like the way he did it was not correct like Jalen Brown nailed it I'm not going to really try and talk about it because he he nailed it yeah yeah 
Yeah, I agree. We had a whole conversation last time. Uh, we did an episode and we debated whether or not Tatum is allowed to support Kyrie. Uh, I appreciate you backing my argument at the very least. Well, that's not that's that not what I took him saying that as, even though it probably is. Like, you know, yeah, that's exactly like what he's doing. What are you about, talking about? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> what I took from him saying that just because it's what I care about is like him leaving the Celtics and them still like not being upset about it is the thing that I have the problem with. It's not about, I mean, if you want to speak about politics, that's up to you. I don't think the way he did it against the Celtics was right. Like Jalen Brown said, but I mean, if he wants people to like love other people, fine. Like it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. The, the problem is him leaving yeah, I mean, and quitting on the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like obviously I'm not like one to speak on it so much, but like, I feel like there's, there's there, like it, was targeted at the Celtics when like it could, you could have just said right. every, it happens everywhere. It's a Which systematic, it you know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to rehash it. It was, it, it's Jalen Brown put it best. I, I think is what we said perfectly, but uh, yeah, that's about all we had today. Sam, is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we start to wrap up here? Ah, uh, I, I can't remember. I had something silly <laughs> I wanted to say. I don't know. This, this cold is kicking my ass. Sam's out. Uh, Smarf water, how do, you, how do you treat a cold? What is the best way to go about it? <laughs> I'd avoid dairy because it will, okay. like, inflame your nasal cavities and your sinuses. So it'll just help clear, get stuff cleared, and hydrate a lot. And maybe watch some great Celtics games and get the serotonin going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bingo. Perfect advice. Well, thank you so much, Smartwater, for joining us again. Yes, you guys thank can you. follow Smartwater at Smartwater on Twitter. I can't talk, but is that correct? At Smartwater. Uh, yep. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say before we let you go here? Anything to promote? Any designs? I know we talked about it at the start, but uh, any, I need to buy a new to shirt now. I, the Kemba shirt that I have is dated. It'd be embarrassed yeah. to have Kemba on my shirt now. He's no longer on the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, the only things I have to say are um, thanks for having me on. I love being on you guys' podcast. It's one of the best Celtics pods there is. We appreciate um, that. And especially to be among these amazing guests, guests you've had. Um, personally, I don't have much going on. Um just, you know, go Celtics. And if you want, you can check out my shop and get some cool Celtics merch. If not, you know, go Celtics anyways. We're going for Banner 18. <laughs> for sure. Definitely go check out Smartwater's store uh, linked in, at, in her Twitter bio, uh, which will be linked below. So thank you once again, Smartwater, for joining us today. You guys can follow us at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Jack Simone NBA. And for usual, Sam, go ahead and wrap us up. Yes, thanks again, Smartwater, for coming to talk to us. Uh, now verified, not not too big time for the Roots, though. Uh, always <laughs> been supportive of us. We appreciate that very much. Um, please go check out her shop. She has great stuff. Jack has bought things from her. I have bought things from her. Um, you know, good quality. You can follow her on Twitter, at Smartwater. The check mark will be there. You can follow Jack, at Jack's one NBA. His check mark will be there. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. There is no check mark yet, but we'll see. You know, maybe, maybe you'll be surprised. Who knows? Uh, thank you very much for listening. That's our show for today. Bye.